0: Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 4. Do you like conversations with people who are passionate about food? When you pick your vacations, do you base it on what you want to eat and then hit up every place Anthony Bourdain said to? Is food your love language? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Join me here on Fridays where we will laugh, possibly shed a tear, and always leave hungry for our next great bite of food. And if you're ready, your next food adventure starts right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller, and this is season four. Whoop whoop. If you're new to the podcast, Thanks for being here. If you've been here for all other three seasons, oh my God, I love you. I can't believe we've made it this far. Well, I can because we're rock stars. So here's the drill. If you don't know the drill, this is the drill. Go to my website for all of the show notes. ElizabethRFuller.com. You don't have to take the notes. I've taken the notes. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure. Gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram at Let's Go on a Food Adventure. Slide into the DMs with all of your questions. And please don't forget to like, rate, and share the podcast wherever you listen to it because that's the way we get heard. And who doesn't want to hear us? All right, let's get into the show. Happy New Year, everybody. 2024. Ah what a year it's gonna be for us all am i right yeah it is it's gonna be spectacular um how was everyone's holidays ha if you celebrated i hope they were fabulous if you didn't celebrate um for whatever reason i hope you still had a wonderful december it was a blur for me um i'm very fortunate that many events happen in december my birthday my dad's birthday um We celebrate what we call Squid Fest on my mom's side, which is we do the Feast of the uh, Seven Fishes sort of, but we do our own riff on it and um, we don't do it on Christmas Eve. We do it as a a friends and family kind of get together party and it's a uh, pretty big undertaking. And then there's a, (laughs) I think we did in total, I think we did about five Christmases this year. Back to back to back to back. Um, so by the time New Year's Eve came and went, Todd and I were done. And Oliver. Oliver was, he's laying next to me right now. Little baby boy. Um, the three of us are, were done. Done. Done, done. Done, 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 done. And um, now just hitting the ground running for the new year. So I took, as you all could have guessed, um, because there was no episodes really. I took some time off uh, to enjoy the holidays, but also in all honesty, Between the holidays, last-minute shoots, and everything, and wrapping up the year, it's just, it was a lot. So I hope you guys all had a relaxing December. And this is just a tiny little snippet episode just to catch up. I've got so many interviews already lined up for the year. You guys are in for such a treat with so many incredibly amazing, interesting guests. So just, just you wait and see. I'm so pumped to talk to all of them and bring them to you. So many interesting conversations are coming your way in season fucking four. Can you believe four years with the pod? Oh my God. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Four years. Four years. This is crazy. Uh, But here we are. And here you are. And uh, I think I might have already said that, but I don't care, cause I'm still, I'm just elated that we've been here together for four years. Okay, so in my little catch up, I thought we would talk about a few things. Um, so let's get going. Okay, first topic, first topic at hand. What are we watching slash reading right now? Because the Golden Globes just happened yesterday. Well, when I'm recording this, it happened on Sunday uh, because you'll be listening to this on Friday. And I don't want to math that out and, you know, time travel. So, uh, yeah, the Golden Globes just happened. So people are abuzz about things that we watched last year. And so let's talk about watching and reading fabulous things. Okay, I'm not going to lie. My watching habits are so boring, like so boring. <sighs> I'm very predictable and and I'm in a very comfort zone moment of what I'm watching. So obviously season two of Julia, if you're not watching it and you're living under a rock, like put it on if you have HBO Max. It's so good. Support, support, support. Fabulous. Um, Lessons in chemistry. It's on Apple TV or Apple whatever. Uh, I read the book. I need to watch the show. I have not watched the show. I've read the book, though. The book was very good. Um, There are just some themes in it that, you know, abuse of women and misogyny and the list can go on and on. Um, But one of my besties, she was like, you need to watch the show. I I didn't I, I just... It's like you just know it's coming from the book. But she's like, no, no, no. There's some other good themes that they added into the visual elements of the show, which are really important. She's like, so watch the show. So I'm going to watch the show. I need to do that. Um, Other than that, like watching stuff. Your girl watches The Real Housewives, if anyone wants to talk about that. Beverly Hills doing a rewatch on Hotlanta. Love my girls in the ATL. And of course, the um, Roni. Legacy fucking girl's trip to Scary Island, which just ended. So, oh, and Miami. <laughs> watching the Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, God, I have issues. Um, So I'm watching all of that, which is just crap, pure crap. And then um, I'm also, what else am I watching? Oh, Drag Race, obviously. Canada, uh, that finale's coming up this week and uh, or would have just happened by the time this comes out. So no spoilers here for that. And then of course the new season 16, whew, I am so me. Okay, so a couple of my fr- <laughs> my friends at Whole Foods, I, I talk to everyone, hard to believe, I know, very on brand for me. And like, I know people by their first names at Whole Foods. So one of my guys, he is such a dollop. I love him so much. We talk all the time um he's very into the housewives and so when i was checking out today at the grocery store he was like he looked at me and, <laughs> and he at first is like oh hi and then he like do- does a double take he's like oh my god girl did you i was like i did and so then we start gushing about um this past week's episode of season 16 the new season of drag race and i am got to say, I'm kind of pissed that they fucking split it up again. Last year, they did, or like season 15, they did a two-parter group, like one and group two, but they at least showed it in the same night. This time, they're breaking it up into two episodes, and each one's like an hour and a half, which, okay, I love, I love me some drag race, but the anticipation of waiting for the next set of girls to complete the like the group of 14 or 13 whatever it's going to be it's just like i can't believe i have to wait a whole week but by the time this comes out it'll be that day so yay i'm so excited to watch it um the other thing i watched was on netflix a little bit of a fail for yours truly so it was the twin experiment or um not you are what you're eating. i got to Google it and look for – oh, it is. you. I Thank God I wrote it down. Uh, you are what you eat, the twin experiment or something like that. And where they take – I think it was like 22 sets of identical twins. And they wanted to see how your diet really does affect everything in your body, including like sex drive, um – gut health, uh, they had a whole bunch of different metrics they were looking at and they seemed like it was, they did their best to like keep these people, uh, true to what they were supposed to do. Okay. A couple of takeaways from this. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, if you have watched it, let's keep talking. So, uh, and if you don't care about the spoilers, well then here we are together. So, it was, what, one twin eats an omnivore diet uh, that is health conscious, right? Not just like go to McDonald's and like, eat, no, no, no tea, no shade to McDonald's or fast food. It's not my thing. But um, they are eating and cooking like health forward omnivore style recipes. Then you have another twin who's eating strictly vegan. Again, though, health forward Um, cause you can eat like shit as a vegan and a vegetarian. Like I met plenty of people who are vegan and vegetarian and eat like shit. So you can eat like crap in any eating style you want. Um, and so anyway, they were trying to like create these tests and, but it's not in a vacuum. So there is room for error. But the, the point was that they had nutritionists, they had, um, uh, the, not therapists. <laughs> they probably did have therapists. They had trainers. They had they had people. They had a support system to help them through this eight week study. And a couple of it really I found interesting takeaways. It was very obvious that this was skewed towards veganism is a healthier way to live. Eat your vegetables. That was given the and like a lot of the themes of what they were showing. Or factory farming, and um, just knowing where your food is coming from, I think, is really, really important. And I've tried to talk about that over and over again over the last four years on this podcast. But I think it was also more than that. In the just be conscious of everything you're putting in your body, because I'll be honest, you should also be aware of where your vegetables are coming from, where your beans are coming from, where. Everything that you're putting in your body is coming from because it's not just eat broccoli, be better. There's toxins in the soil, in the pollutants, in the water. Like, you just have to be aware. You just have to be aware. Um, But anyway, there's other themes to what they were talking about, people living in food deserts and how this really does affect Black communities and other marginalized communities and getting healthy food to those communities in urban centers because those can be um, the challenging for a lot of reasons that it's not it should not be. And then in addition to that, learning about how where these factory farms are, for example, in eastern North Carolina and the hog farms and what they do to the families and communities around them. And just the way that their waste is just sprayed into the air and these people are getting so sick from it. I mean, it really, really makes you think about where your food is coming from and how you personally play into that, what role you're playing into that, right? So so there's that takeaway, right? Um, am I gonna go vegan? No. I'm not, I'm, I eat an omnivorous diet that is, I try to eat more vegetables than not. Um, And we do eat vegetarian and or vegan a few nights a week, but I am not a self-proclaimed vegan, nor will I be. It's just not, at this point in my life, that's just not who I am. No, if any, any of you out there listening are, my hat is so far off to you. It's something that I've tried to do before in my life and it just was not for me. I am a vegan fail. But the other thing I thought was really interesting was when they were finishing the test and they were showing the results from the the twins, right? The one twin who was vegan uh, t- typically lost more weight than the non-vegan twin and the, the omnivore twin. But, 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 but. The other thing they lost was not just because they were not just measuring uh, weight as in a general statement of weight. It was what did you lose that was fat and what did you lose that was muscle. The majority of the vegans except for one lost more muscle than actual body weight which was really interesting and the other one the only person who ate the vegan diet and lost didn't lose muscle weight but actually gained muscle weight was a very fit 20 something year old dude who was already like really chiseled and his biggest struggle was trying to eat enough and that was one of the things that people found with these twins was that the vegan twin was absolutely probably not absolutely i shouldn't say that wasn't eating nearly as many calories, um, as the omnivore twin, because if you're eating vegan, you tend to have to eat a lot more food in order to meet the calorie needs of your body. And people don't realize that. So a lot of these people were losing muscle instead of fat. Very interesting, right? So I thought that was interesting because you need to figure out what, and every body's Everybody, everybody, little a tongue twister. Everybody, Every body, buddy, everybody's body is different. Wow, try to say that I, three times fast because I couldn't do it one time fast. Um, and so your body's going to react differently to different foods and diets, but I thought it was fascinating. And uh, it was a four-part docuseries. I recommend watching it. Do not, which was my biggest mistake. I was watching it... <laughs> while making bolognese and the bolognese was like 4 hour long simmer. So literally I'm like watching it and kind of like taking notes and observing what like you know the the four episodes and doing other crap while watching it cuz god forbid you just watch a TV show, right? Like you're googling things, you're looking on Instagram, like whatever. And the whole time I've got this bolognese simmering in in the kitchen and I'm like not only granted I know where the meat came from, it's was uh, we never eat red meat or pork. And so this was just like a special thing. And I froze, don't f- know, three quarters of it. But I was just like, fuck, out of all the days I'm making this, why the hell am I torturing myself watching this show that's promoting veganism? And like, (laughs) it's like showing the most disgusting things, sides of like the meat industry. And here I am about to eat Bolognese. Like, oh God, was it delicious? It was, it was, it was. Will I eat it again? Yes, much later down the road. Cause again, I probably eat red meat. I don't know, once every few months. Like I rarely eat it. I eat other proteins, but just rarely eat red meat or pork that often, so. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. Books, 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 books. I consume books all the time. I read so much. I go through a book at least one a week, um, if not more. I love a good book. So if you've got good book recommendations, shoot them my way. Send them email, DM uh, through my website. You know how to find me. Do it. Do it do it elizabethrfuller.com but these are a couple of the books that i've read recently over the last year probably and i would recommend them to you so okay what did i read where is my list can i read my writing so this book i've actually gifted to a couple of people this year for the holidays um because i love giving a good book as well as a gift so it's by jillian mcallister uh, A-L-L-I-S-T-E-R. It's called Wrong Place, Wrong Time. It was really good. I might have mentioned it on here before. It was a really good book. It was a very quick read. Um, It's, in my opinion, a book you could give anyone because it's not like, there's nothing really cringy in it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And then right now I'm reading her other book called Just Another Missing Person. It's not as, like, snappy as the first one. Um, I'm into it, and I'm dying to know what happens. And I don't think I have many more days left on my Libby rental, because that's how I read most of my books, as I get them through the library app, Libby. Um, So I'm probably going to have to sign up for the book again and go back on the wait list. But she's a good book. She's a good book. Okay. Another one was... Oh, Lessons in Chemistry. I mentioned that. I thought that was a really good read, which got recommended to me from a lot of people. Um, What else did I read that I like? Oh, The Keeper of Lost Things. That was such a good book by Ruth Hogan. Oh, if you haven't read that book, it's exactly the way that my voice sounds like, oh, that's how the book feels. It's such a just a sweet, sweet book. Another one that was a really sweet book was called The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner, P-E-N-N-E-R. That was such a good book, too. It was so sweet. And I like it because um, I think they all kind of do it. Maybe it's a theme that I like in books, but they're kind of time jumpy where like, one chapter is this, the next chapter might go back in time hundreds of years or forward in time hundreds of years or like, you know, so it was really interesting. Um, Good books, really sweet, heartwarming, good endings, very satisfying reads. The other book I liked a lot, and then I read a few more of hers. um, There's one called The Guest List by Lucy Foley and another one of hers called The Hunting Game. Both good murder mystery kind of books. Um, Good for like winter reads, I think. I don't know about or beach reads, I guess, depending where in the world you're listening to me. Um, But just easy, easy reads. I like an easy read book. I'm not a big fan um, of Colleen Hoover. No, no offense to her. I read Verity, which was really good. But most of her books are a little too... (laughs) sexual for me i guess that it's just not my not my jam um when reading so none of these books are like that anyway uh okay i could keep going with books but we got other stuff to talk about and this is a mini this we're in a mini episode so let's dive into a new topic okay new topic new topic new topic let's talk about new year's resolutions let's talk about cooking i think they kind of go hand in hand Healthy stuff? Not healthy stuff? What, are you, what do you got going on? Alright, let's talk about that. Alright, maybe we tackle New Year's resolutions first. Do you make them? Are you a fan of them? Do you keep them? Do you look back on yours? Tell me everything. I am someone who has been making New Year's resolutions for as long as I can remember. I have a whole ritual around it. I love it. I, I don't do like... No, I do pretty big ones, too. I have a lot. I, I write, like, big, long paragraphs of my New Year's resolutions every year on January 1st. And the I also do, like, an end-of-year recap right before, at the very end of December. And I go through my New Year's resolutions that I made at the beginning of the year. And I like to see, like, what did I accomplish? What didn't I accomplish? Why didn't I accomplish it? And kind of like filter through that to help me go into the new year with just kind of like a sense of purpose and what I want to do this year. And, you know, our time on this blue-green marble is just not forever. And so I'm not gonna sit idly by and just watch life happen. So I like to I like to kind of make the most of every moment in every year. Is there times that I'm a couch potato? Absolutely. But I make the most most of that couch potato moments. I'll tell you that, uh, and I recognize it as being indulgent, and I'm good with that. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good. I choose my choices, and I, I I'm there. So um yeah I this year without getting too into it, I'm definitely uh still in the weight releasing mode. Um she is. Still doing that. I am not on Wagovi or Majarn, whatever it is, or any of those that bound or any of those. Um, I'm still trying to go old school. So for me, I'm doing like my version of Weight Watchers. I'm doing, I still do a lot of heavy weight training, which is very, very key. And the more I read about it, the more I'm learning about it it is so, so, so important. Build muscle. Build as much muscle as you possibly can because that is going to help you the most long-term without question. I still do cardio not like uh, getting on a treadmill and doing it. I'm very active in other ways where I get my cardio in, but um, it might not get my heart rate up as much as my, one of my besties, Kristen, my my best gal, one of my best gal pals and my trainer would uh, like me to get my heart rate up, but we do do some really good heavy weightlifting a handful of times a week, so that is that is good. That is really good. And I'm very, uh, this year I'm going to increase it from, I was doing it just a few days a week, now I'm really committing to doing it four days a week, which is great for me Um, in addition to other things, so that's really good. And I'm seeing results from that. And then I'm also just trying to be as we all are more mindful of what I'm putting in my body and eating and drinking. And I don't drink a lot of alcohol anymore. Um, I don't really do much of that kind of stuff. I still though, I'm trying to be mindful of it all because I want to live a really long, healthy life and I'm 43. So not getting any younger <laughs> and I also want to like have a good solid clear mind as I get older as well so uh yeah I'm I'm doing all of those things in addition to I'm sure many other things with my business and stuff like that but new year's resolutions new me new you um okay so let's talk about maybe you'll find some of that inspiring maybe not I don't know but we're here together again I'm gonna keep reiterating that cooking let's just round out what we're cooking so uh December was, as for all of us, a very indulgent month. I finally said to Todd uh, last weekend, I go, look, <laughs> that, like our our sun porch, it's like a three seasons porch, is really my prop room. So I've got a ton of lighting and surfaces and just uh, shelving and shelving and shelving filled with props, all color coded or, you know, organized by color and style and So it's all very organized. But in the wintertime, that also becomes the extension of our refrigerator. So things that are okay with temperature fluctuations, but that would do well being much colder, we're able to put in that area. So one of the things we had out there were our Christmas cookies that I made. I made a ton from The New York Times. And I said to him, and then he brought a ton home from his bake shop because at the end of the year, um, they do this huge bake shop giveaway thing for all of the people who work there and the bake shop does an incredible job. They're very talented. It's all like homemade cookies. Um, There were so many from that were like Lebanese that were Greek that, oh, so many good cookies, so many good cookies, but too many cookies and we were eating so many cookies and so much sugar and <laughs> Todd looked at me at one point halfway through the Christmas break week and he's like my stomach is killing me he started taking like A C and Tums regularly every day again and I'm like I think it's the sugar and he was like oh, I think you're right so I said to him, we got to throw away all these cookies. Like we have to, they have to go for a ride in the country. And so and some of them are weeks old too. Like no good, no, no good. No, not more. Like they've, they've served their purpose. They, they need to go. So, you know, cleaning all that out felt really good. And December itself was fairly indulgent with just other foods, salty foods, snacky things. It really just went so off the rails. And so. We're slowly raining it back in and, uh, just trying to focus on eating more vegetables every day, not as much sugar, easing up on a lot of, um, sweets and fats and cheeses and, you know, all that stuff still there, it's still there. Um, uh, but it's just a little, a lot less of that. So. I'm very, this time of year, it's all about soups. I am a soup, soup, soup gal. I love, love me some soups. So I have been making lots of soups. Um, An Italian wedding soup. Uh, I think I use, I don't know if it's Mark Bittman, but it's definitely in the New York Times. Um, But there's so many out there and you can't go wrong with an Italian wedding. And you could use, uh, if you didn't want to use I use ground turkey little meatballs that I make, but if that's not your thing, you can always use impossible meat, or if that's not your thing, you can use, um, you know, regular beef or pork or ground chicken, or you could eliminate the meatballs altogether and do like cannellini beans or something like that, but um, so good, so good, and the other one I've been making nonstop, which I've mentioned on here before, it's worth mentioning again, is the skinny taste minestrone soup. Um, The thing I love about it is that she has you puree. I use chicken bone broth in it because it adds more protein. But then she also has you puree a can of can, like drain them, rinse them, a can of cannellini beans in with the bone broth or some of the bone broth. I think it's like a cup of the broth and then uh, a can of the beans. And it makes this creamy base to add to the soup. So you, and then I also add in a can of chickpeas to that, rinsed and drained, and pop that in too. And just like a ton of great veg, and it's so good. It's so good. Let it slowly simmer for a while. Then add in the zucchini. And it's just, oh, heaven, heaven. Heaven in a bowl. Um, Get some really good crusty bread, and then I like grade. I make almost like cacio e pepe, kind of like bread toast point things to go with it too. Like just ton of good parm and pecorino romano and like toss that together and then sprinkle that on some like really crusty bread toast it really quick in the oven in a fuck ton of pepper and then like drizzle the olive oil on top of the soup oh she's so good um so made that i make that almost once a week like we live for that soup i did make a (laughs) speaking of meat um uh, really nice, very expensive that I got at a very good price. Uh, heritage, happy ham spiral thing. It was so expensive. We still, we have so much ham frozen. So I'm going to make a ham bone soup, um, that I'm very much looking forward to. She was delicious ham. Okay. Other things that I've made. Alison Roman's Bolognese. It's on her website. It's really, really good. Mine took about four hours. She says at least two hours. Mine took four. I followed the recipe to a T. Delicious. And if you're going to make a Bolognese, please, please, please remember it's such a rich um, sauce that you, you use it almost, think like you use it almost as a condiment on whatever pasta vehicle you're making, So because the the sauce is so heavy and so rich, you do not want to in-date the noodles or your gut with this amount of richness. It's really a whisper of the sauce on this. Um, Little is, what is that? What's the saying? More is more? (laughs) Whatever this is, that's not it. Um, The other thing I made from her dining in cookbook was the roasted squash with the coconut gremolata. You can use acorn squash. You can use delicata squash. Um, I didn't peel it. I just tossed. I had acorn squash. I cut it into eighths. And then I cleaned it out and I tossed it with olive oil and some honey, salt and pepper. Roasted it in the oven till it got like super duper caramelized. And then I made a coconut gremolata to like sprinkle on top. So good. So good. So good. Highly recommend it. Um... Two other things. I've been obsessed with making collard greens lately. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. They're absolutely delicious. Um, I make these. It's the smoked turkey collard greens from Savoir, but I do not use smoked turkey in it. I will render a tiny bit of bacon or omit it altogether and, um, you know, just caramelize some onions and then put the collards in. The key is if for me at least, I let these, and I also cook it in chicken bone broth, but I will let these go at least two hours and they become so, I don't know what the texture, how to describe the texture, just like melt in your mouth, melt in your mouth. We'll go with that. They're just, they're Uh, utterly delicious if you're good with a little bit of bacon I mean you only need a tiny bit I personally think it makes a huge difference with the flavor if you're okay with a smoked turkey um you can buy smoked pieces of turkey to add into it uh I've seen a smoked like a large smoked turkey breast that's like vacuum sealed in the deli section or in the meat section of Whole Foods before um that was really really good the other thing I've been making, and I have some frozen that I need to use up, is the pinch of yum healthy mac. If you've never made it, I have mentioned it on here many times before, but if you've never made it, it's this like butternut squash base for a, her mac and cheese. It's so good. And does it taste butternut squashy? A tiny bit, but don't hate. It's good. It's And it's like just another way of getting more fiber and health into what is traditionally not a super healthy dish and it does have a little bit of cheese in it I recommend you using a strong cheese like a gray air and then if you want a little cheesy pull then add in like a little bit of Monterey Jack to that maybe even some parm but it's so good and when I make the base I don't I won't get into the whole mechanics of the recipe but I won't add the dairy in I'll leave that out and then I'll split the base in two and I'll freeze half of it and then Use it and when I pull it out. I know I just need to thaw it and add a little bit of milk and then add the cheese in while the pasta is cooking. And yum tastic, yum tastic. Okay, so that was a good little check in. All right, let's get the music going. So yeah, there we have it. You know, thank you again for being here with me for the beginning of another incredible year, which is an incredible season here on the Food Adventures Podcast. I have, again, so many things lined up for us. Very, very excited. So strap in, my friends. Go to my website for all the show notes and everything I mentioned here today. I will put on there. Uh, ElizabethRFuller.com. Got questions for the pod? Hit me up. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. And tag me in those adventures you're having, those little food adventures in your life. at uh, Let's go on a food adventure on Instagram. All right. You guys. Make some yummy food together this weekend. Lead with kindness. And I will see you on a Friday very, very soon. Bye.